Anthony on Air podcast, huge episode, lots to talk about, including Prince Andrew, deposition date set, Glenn, uh retrial will not be sealed, Rogan the racist in the lost weekend of cancellations and conspiracies, that's a big one, you know, yeah, stick it is. around for that. Uh, are we doing the Trump documents? Quick mention on that. Uh, plus, that. here in the tri-state area, uh, school mandates are disappearing. Uh, in Italy, they're uh, rebelling against the mask mandates in restaurants. I'll explain that story. There's some poor Olympic conditions. Peter Thiel is leaving Facebook to help uh, Donald Trump allies in the midterms. Some people have been asking for this, Frank. You see, we'll talk about it now. The trucker convoy has reached a state of emergency in Ottawa, so we'll update you there. What are the Giants doing about the Brian Flores situation? Interesting turn of events in that situation. Oh, spoiler alert in the title there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, plus some fan feedback. So big episode for you. Frankie C is here. How you doing, my man? Hanging in there. Starting the week. Let's go. Um, Prince Andrew, deposition date set. Wasn't sure we'd see this day. I mean, I felt pretty confident about it, but there's in these cases, you know, with that, what happened with, with Epstein, there's always that like element of like, oh, you know, again, we went to we went to, uh, you know, guilty on Ghislaine to hold on a second. We're going to have a retrial. So that in another instance where it was like kind of pulled out from underneath us, the rug. Um, but here we go. March 10th, Prince Andrew, uh, Prince Andrew will be deposed in London, not sure where yet exactly, but lawyers for Virginia Roberts Jeffrey will fly to London to depose Prince Andrew. He will sit, I believe, for two days at least and answer questions uh, starting on March 10th. So huge first step wow. in the... That's right around the corner. It's a month away. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, too? Usually after depositions, there is a um, an assessment period of, we we should maybe settle this thing. So I wonder what will happen here. As we know, Virginia says she's not settling. Um, we actually don't know when she's going to be deposed. That's obviously she's testified tons in, in cases and depositions. So that'll be a little bit easier to get. Um, but um, certainly this will be something to see uh, Prince Andrew sit for a deposition. What's interesting to this to me about this, too, is the paparazzi situation over there in London different ball of wax, you know, obviously with, uh, you know, Princess Diana and everything, those people are ruthless over there. They're paparazzi. Haven't I, the I, laws been updated since then? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure there had to be. I mean, people in the UK, let us know, because I'm sure since that incident with Princess Diana, yeah, I'm sure they had to reform some of those laws. But my point is, is he obviously, I don't think the queen will let him do it in Buckingham Palace. So he's obviously has to leave to go to somewhere to do it. And I would imagine photos of him on his way into the deposition, whether he's walking into a building or entering through a garage in a car. I imagine those photos are going to go for top dollar on the. I bet the, they're going to chopper him in. I wonder what they're going to do. Yeah, because it's could you imagine to get that photo of him? Like I said, even in the car, him going into the building to get uh, deposed is, I'm sure, going to be a lot of money. So I know the paparazzi are going to be all over that. So yep. uh, we'll keep our eye on it. But March, uh, March 10th, we're about a month away from the deposition of Here Prince Andrew. And I'm sure it'll, it'll be taped and 
who knows what we'll see of that one day yeah we could, right we could wind up seeing that which would be pretty amazing you do wind I'm up sure there'll be a that. documentary or something and it'll all be public record i'm sure right uh don't know with civil i don't know uh those things usually find wind up making their way out though a lot of them right the epstein one did epstein one did yeah there's a lot of them that that get released eventually so because oh, the freedom of information act you you know it's, well that's over here right even though but the deposition yeah but even this is a new york court i mean just because they're flying somewhere it's you know still right. make a difference uh galane update for you here let's do our jumpstart coffee read though 15 percent off when you order with the link in the description below promo code aoa15 we love jumpstart coffee because it tastes great it goes for a good cause 50 percent of their profits go to the navy seal foundation which supports the navy seals their families uh, as they come back from their service to our country, guaranteeing our freedoms. Um, and of course, the coffee is great and it supports the Navy SEAL Foundation. So for those four reasons right there, I think one and three and two and four were the exact same. Hmm, I think but, you're making that up. OK, um, alternative facts. But right. You can also save and subscribe when you sign up at uh, again, link in the description. Uh, you could say, hey, throw me two bags a month and uh, Jumpstart will make sure they get you two bags each and every single month with Navy SEAL-like precision, my friend. Right. And this code, the AOA15, it's not a one-time code. Yeah. You just keep using it. You keep, keep running that, son, bitch. Boom, boom, boom. 15% off every time. All the way. All the way, May. Order now. Link in the description below or hit the banner on the homepage of anthonyonair.com. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell update. She wanted the um, arguments for the retrial to be sealed. That was uh, denied. Uh, judge ruling uh, Saturday, I think it was. Over um, the weekend. Which is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, they, they do weird things like over the weekend. But anyway, um, basically her argument was, hey, if the juror didn't remember what he wrote down, why are we just going to give it to him? It's going to help him prepare a response instead of getting him in there and getting him questioned and figuring it out, you know, in the room. Now you're kind of setting it up to be unfair. Um, and the judge was like, no, uh, we can we can let them prepare. That's unfair. Um, so and what I found interesting, too, about this is like her lawyers were basically like, well, we weren't necessarily going to keep this under seal the entire way. We just wanted it. It wasn't. Uh, Maxwell's lawyer said they do not seek to seal the motion indefinitely, just a temporary sealing to protect the integrity of any fact-finding process ordered by the court. So the retrial is going to happen. This is just a what? This isn't a something that we'll see if there will be a retrial. This is a precursor to the retrial. Well, I don't know if it's guaranteed just yet but it feels like it's going to happen because either this juror left that question empty and people missed it which i find hard to believe that's, yeah that's a big one perhaps he lied about it you know maybe he wrote no and if it was true you know so i don't really know what's going on here but we're going to get down to the bottom of it that's yeah. for sure so we'll get you the info make sure you're subscribed again as always uh you know i know there's a chunk of the audience that just loves hearing about Ghislaine and Prince Andrew even though we do a ton more than that but you always got to kind of keep up because if there is something that happens if there's a blip on the radar we'll throw it out if there's not there's it. not yeah sometimes there's nothing 
for for days and you know right keep you updated when we got it but we don't we're not going to make up shit just to keep people around you know but you always got to kind of keep an eye on it by the way the rest of the show is incredibly entertaining outside of that stuff just saying you might find yourself uh delightfully uh you know engaged it's all right no i'm a fan thanks buddy uh rogan the racist and the lost weekend of cancellations and conspiracies this was one of the more wild weekends i had ever seen and i didn't spend a ton of time on social over the weekend i tend not to because a lot of this takes up a lot of you know the bandwidth i have for social media um but i was checking in on Twitter on occasion and just kind of reading up on some things. Some crazy stuff that was dug up. It's, and they didn't have to dig too far. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I really feel like we've reached a fever pitch of just insanity, overreaction, cancel culture. Again, the reason why there's a conspiracy facet to this is the more you kind of peel this back, the more we find out. All right, so here is the facts of it all. And I'm going to go in the order that I discovered this in because I feel like most people went this way. And that's uh, starting with Joe Rogan's apology because I had actually, background, heard him use the N-word on episodes before, um, but wasn't at the top of my mind during this latest round of we need to, you know, it's, it's me or Rogan from Neil Young. You know, I never, it, it, it didn't jog the memory of, you know, uh-huh. Joe Rogan's use the N word. Um, but again, like most people, because most people follow Rogan over the source of where this came from, which I'm going to share with you. Uh, so I got the apology first. Go to find out, and I could play you the clip. Do you want to hear Rogan apologize himself? We played it on the last one. Well, that was the apology for that was the apology for the Neil Young thing, right? This is the apology for using the N word. Do you want to hear that? Sure. Maybe we'll just play a little bit of it for everybody, Uh, because it's good to kind of hear it from the horse's mouth or the racist's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, the horse's mouth. This is why he takes the Ivan. I'm not going to say the Ivan. <laughs> or the racist horse's mouth. Because let's not act like uh, horses aren't have their own little racial issues to get over. They could. Clydesdales and. Any hoozles. Second, second consecutive week of Mr. Rogan apologizing on uh, Instagram. At least he got the angle a little bit better this time around. Uh, here it is for everybody. Hello, friends. Um. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks fucking horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there's no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but for a long time, 
when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like that context was part of the clip we were talking about Red Fox, how Red Fox said that word on television in the 1970s and how times have changed so much since then. Or about how Richard Pryor used it as one of the titles of one of his albums. Or I was... Sorry. Uh, so that's so that the, he, he goes on and maybe we'll go back to it. But I just want to say this because there's and there's a lot here, Frank. There's a lot. We got a long distance to travel. Right. But I've heard podcasts where he said it. And, you know, there is something to the fact that it's important to note. But as he says, it doesn't matter to some people, which is understandable. But it's important to note that he never used it in a derogatory manner towards a black person. He did use it in a talking about the word itself context. I will be honest with you, and people can call me a pussy for this if they want. Made me uncomfortable. Like, I thought it was weird. Um, I can remember being in high school and white kids using that word with black people around feeling super uncomfortable about it. I can remember being at bus stops waiting for a bus and hearing a white kid say it with black people around. And it's like and looking at cringy. Like, like it's it, it's very super, uncomfortable. Super cringy. Yeah, yeah. It's very it's very very um uncomfortable. And um anyway, like I remember when he said it and I think like he got the reaction out of me that he was looking for which was he's not going to be censored or told what to do. And even in this context, like he wasn't, he, he was a podcast. He still is podcaster outside the lines guy and nothing's going to stop him from being that sort of uncancelable renegade up to and including the N word, which I thought at the time never, I don't even know if we talked, we might've talked about this before. I don't even know. But if we did, I would have probably said it was a little uncomfortable because and the reason why I say that, too. And speaking of which, let's bring on a person who's used that word more than anybody I know. That's <laughs> Yikes. Just jokes. Yikes. Just jokes. She doesn't use the word. Um, but anyway, I remember at the time thinking to myself, well, he could have just said the N word and avoided a potential future problem. And he didn't. No. So that was my thought process at the time. But again, he wasn't saying it in an aggressive or hateful manner. It was more in the term of um, when discussing the word and how powerful that. it was, he would say the word versus yeah. Yeah. saying the N word, which is what a lot of people have become accustomed to saying. I, I even that. think there was one conversation where he was saying how there doesn't really make a difference whether you say the N word or the actual word because everybody kind of knows what you're talking about. And yeah, I don't, but it's a I sign mean, of that's... respect to not say it. It shows respect and agree understanding. That. And I think, and I think that's what he was saying there when he said, when he, in his opening statement, there I words, forget, I forget who it was. Um, let me, I got to look up the actor it was on uh, a, a talk show and someone was asking him about it. Let me just uh, see if I can get the name of the actor. It's on a talk show and someone was asking him about it and he was like, well, what's the 
what's the um, big deal about saying the word? The, the white interviewer was asking him. I forget, let me. I could, I asking Rogan? Right. No, 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 no. Different, whole different, whole different thing. Um, this was a, a black actor was on the show with a white interviewer, and they, the white interviewer says, "Well, what's the difference? What's the big deal about just it's a word? What's the big deal about saying this word?" And the actor said, "Well, go ahead and say it now." Huh. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I wasn't that recent. That? Yeah, it was. It was pretty recent. And the 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 interview was like, "No, I'm not going to say it." He's like, "Why not? It's not a big deal. Then why can't you say it?" He's like, "No, I'm not going to say it." And yeah, I, that's that's the power of that word. It's it's very harsh and it's it's hurtful and it doesn't right it's, nothing good comes out of that word. Agree, and I think that he that's a lesson learned now, and I think that's also something that as time goes on looks worse the more you look back at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is this is a 30 some odd second clip of 12 years of nonstop talking. You know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. take any 12 year body of work, you could make it all look horrific in a 30 second yeah. smush. 30 seconds he's still, 12 years. He's, I'm saying he's still saying it, but it it compounds it and makes it look even. It makes it look like this is all this guy. Okay, well, says. what if would it help if under every clip it gave the year and the date and it and you showed a span of 12 years? I don't know if it would help. I think it would still be bad. Yeah. Um, it's but, the same. It's just showing it. All right. Yeah. So it's in 30 seconds rather than what are you going to do? You're not going to go over 12 years of, you know, clips and hear the one time he said it in each interview. Delroy Lindo was the uh, the actor. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he was the actor. And I don't know the the talk show he was on. He was great in Get Shorty. He was great in lots of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, but Get Shorty is my favorite. Why you always gotta fight me on? You know that was a. I never saw Get Shorty. I, said. I never what? saw Get Shorty. Yeah, I know. I know. What? I, ne- I never saw Get Shorty. I will end this podcast right now so you can watch it. See, I liked him in God in sixty seconds. Yeah, That's yeah, he said. was good in that too. <laughs> <laughs> he was good in Congo. <clears throat> He's good at a bunch of stuff. Anyway, so that was his apology. And this, I think, came to fruition after in India RE, uh, which is hard for me to say because we have a local artist here that's name is Inda Eaton. So I always get tongue-tied about India and Indy. But India RE uh, said that she was pulling her music off because of this particular clip. And then a bunch of other people were saying the same thing. So anyway, the reason why we're calling this Rogan the Racist and the Lost Weekend of Cancellations and Conspiracies, we're going to dip into a lot of these things. I don't understand the conspiracy part, but go ahead. I'll explain to you. We'll get to the conspiracy part. It's most fun when you kind of save those for the end of the story. Hmm. Um, Earlier, when Rogan released his first apology, Dwayne The Rock Johnson commented on his Instagram post and said something to the effect of like, Hey, man, good for you owning it. Appreciate it. We know, you know, whatever you're this or that or the other thing. And, you know, we support you and free speech and all that kind of stuff. Then this came out and, and people the Rock was like, mm. 
people took this so. and started tweeting at Dwayne The Rock Johnson until he pulled his own statement down yeah. and apologized for supporting Joe Damn. Rogan. Yeah. Wasn't the only one because Andrew Yang, remember the guy who ran for president and then for the mayor of New York? He's the expert at losing elections. Right. Andrew Yang, the smartest guy to just lose all elections. He tweeted that he supported Joe Rogan in the beginning after this. And then once people pound, he said, he said, I don't think Joe Rogan is a racist was his tweet. Okay. Now, after the, the after video? this, yeah, after this, which again, I don't, that's not a horrible statement. I mean, people can sit on that line of, if you use that word, you're a racist. You can have that opinion. You have every right to have that opinion. But I think most people will realize or, or understand or err on the side of if you're talking about it the way he was talking about it, you're just making a poor choice and using a bad word. Right. It doesn't I think that's, mean that you're a right. Racist. Exactly. I think sometimes people use it in an ignorant way and they don't understand the gravity of the word, which I think he was doing because I think Joe maybe, to, back to my right. point was he was more concerned with his status of I am a rebel and I'm not going to be ruled by the rules of traditional media slash political correctness and not realizing that, well, it's maybe not about political correctness more than you probably have uh, fans that are black that don't want to hear you throwing that fucking word around. Like you're, it's not the political correct police that you're sticking your nose up at, which I think he thought he was doing, but it's also, there's, I'm sure black members of your audience that are kind of like, well, what the fuck? Can't you just say the yeah. N word? And well, I have, I just want to interject with something here. Because I feel like what you said is true. Just because you said that word, that word doesn't mean you're racist, which is true. I agree with that. But I also think that it's also throw that word is thrown so loosely now. Like as far as in songs, like but not it's among it, people. It's, it's it's. But I'm saying because pe because people just say that word in songs, like other people think it's okay for me to say it and like if they say it, it's okay for me to say it so I, I feel like that's what people really do just think it's another word thrown around loosely and it's fine i think there's some truth to that because if you go back to the the playground and the bus stops like i just said a moment ago janine before you came on i said there was like white kids that were saying it and i think those i'm not defending them i'm just explaining I think those people felt like if they grew up in a place where everybody yep. was saying that they could it's say true. it, which I don't agree with, but it, it's I think true, that's though. what like, those that's people what think they do. Well, I think yeah. recently, hopefully we've all kind of understood. This is not a word. You know, I think I feel like we all came to a, an unspoken agreement that we are not using this word anymore. Like we kind of all, I don't know when exactly that happened, but we all kind of got on board and said, no more. This word's gone. Well, like so, in a bit, like in a no, I bad mean, way, or like I mean, just any, as like loosely in this song. I don't mean. I mean, uh, we want to know what's funny. Um, like we, you know, we I can't use it. You know, I love Bert Kreischer, right? And Bert Kreischer hosts a show on TBS called Big Show, and Snoop Dogg is what Bert Kreischer is the Ryan Seacrest, and Snoop Dogg is the 
Simon Cowell. So oh, Bert's God. the host, Snoop's the judgy kind of guy on the acts, along with a bunch of other people. But uh, Bert was talking about how much he loves his music and everything and blah, blah, blah. And I forget what the, how it even got into it, but Snoop is like, you sing, you sing all, you know every word to every one of my songs? And Bert's like, yeah, of course. He goes, you sing the Edward? And Bert goes, well, yeah. am I not supposed to? <laughs> That's what he said to him. What was the answer? And Snoop Dogg is like, you know, you're not supposed to. <laughs> there you go. You're not supposed to. And, and Bert was like, you know, he's like, I don't say it in public. He's like, but if I'm in my car, you know, and I'm singing along and whatever. Anyway, back to I thought that was a funny Bert Kreischer moment between Bert and Snoop Dogg. Not that Snoop had a ton of animosity in that moment. No, I'm sure he didn't. Anyway, but... back to Andrew Yang. So Andrew Yang tweets. Um, I don't think Joe Rogan is a racist opinion. And that was it. Twitter Storm just jumped on him to the point where he then deleted that tweet. And then went on a seven part tweet apology tour of how, you know, yeah, I'll read it. I'll read part of it to you. I like to believe the best in people, especially if I've met and spent time with that person. Sometimes it makes me miss something. I think we should have the capacity to forgive people, whether a podcaster or a mayor, if they mess up. Mm. Maybe it's because mm. I mess up too. Racism is real, deep, corrosive, even lethal. I know that. Make no mistake. And in an earlier tweet tonight, I downplayed these realities. I deleted that tweet because it was wrong-headed. I've never heard that before. Wrong-headed? Oh, is that a word? Okay. Uh, it also hurt people, which is never my intent. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm learning and appreciate those things. It's important to say I'm learning. Even Rogan said that. I noticed that. Take note, future fuck-ups. If you make a mistake, say you're learning. That yeah. kind of okay. Happened. I was write that gene. Right. Oh, I'm writing this down. Write that down. <laughs> Um, so that was shirt. I'm learning. So that was Andrew Yang. Now, at the same time, oddly, and this is so strange that this happened, this storm of Joe Rogan, the wind started blowing and this fire went over and caught Aquafina's home. And people started accusing Aquafina of cultural use, appropriation of using a quote unquote black scent is what they're calling it that i guess she uses i don't know how you a black scent that's what people are saying i just thought she talked oh, what i think black scent like a, a an accent that like a hip-hop kind of she does wait in whatever in some sometimes i think but i just thought that's the way she talks i didn't know like she, you know, she'll use certain slang and whatever. Well, this is what people started saying. And then the time. So so it she was apologized too. Rogan and everybody was mad. Then they were on Dwayne The Rock Johnson and then they got him to fold and apologize. Then it was Andrew Yang and they got him to walk it back and apologize. And then it was like, who else can we mow down with our little political correct gun? And then it went over to Aquafina who by most accounts, another minor, a woman, you know, of, of Chinese descent, right? Asian descent, whatever. Um, and they were accusing her of using this uh, thing, which supposedly in my little research, they've accused her of before. And it got so heated on her that she wrote a four post apology about it and then tweeted today or, or shortly after that original apology storm that she was taking a break from twitter 
that it was in her best psychological interest. It's not, a, it. it's not the worst idea to, to take breaks from social media. Well, I'll see you in a few years. Twitter per my therapist. To my fans, thank you for continuing to love and support someone who wishes they could be a better person for you. I apologize if I ever fell short in anything I did. You're in my heart always. To clarify, I'm retiring from the ingrown toenail that is Twitter, not retiring from anything else. Even if I wanted to, I didn't drunkenly hit someone with a shoehorn and now escaping as a fugitive. I don't get that. Also, I'm available on other socials that don't tell you to kill yourself. Fair. That's fair. I mean, it's it's kind of it's a little it's a little insane. A little bit. So go back to the conspiracy part of all of this. So I started seeing um, some messages come in to the Facebook page and um, which I should never do. I clicked on it at like 1154 last night. I'm like going, I'm like in that, I'm not going to go to bed at one o'clock in the morning. I'm going to go to bed at midnight modes. And then I started seeing all these things coming in to the page. So I was like, all right, let me click on it. The guy from Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, did a live interview thing with these guys called Midas Touch, mm-hmm. which is a... Tw- did you see this, Janine? I didn't see it, but I okay. heard about it. Which is a Twitter account <clears throat> that has around 750,000 followers. I think that's their main thing. I don't think any of their other social media arms are that strong, but I guess they're a blog internet, whatever. And so they're partnered with, uh, I forget what it was called, political something or other. I forget what the shit it was. But anyway, Portnoy, this guy Portnoy, I, I, I don't know the whole story of what his involvement of them was or something that he saw was looked similar to something that happened to him. And then so he did some digging. And as it turns out, this Midas Touch group, they are a pack, a political action committee, right? You always hear people talk about, oh, you donate to a pack. It's a pack that can have money and this and that. And they use these things to operate. So Midas Touch, Patriot Takes, that's it. So he linked Midas Touch to Patriot Takes. Patriot Takes works or or constantly is retweeting another thing called resist media or some shit like that turns out it was the resist media people that edited the clip of joe rogan together because here's what people won't really think about and i want everybody to understand this because we deal in video and audio and all that stuff do you understand the amount of effort it takes to comb through mm. 12 years of work. Yep. Find specific moments, download that, cut it up and put it together. This isn't a 15 minute project. You're talking about months. Well, I'm months sure worth of work. I'm sure there are programs that can filter through this stuff, just like on YouTube, that that goes through and finds keywords. Yeah, so even a Google Podcast does give you the ability to do that. Um, but a lot of this stuff is 
super old. Yeah, but that and doesn't mean I don't, it can't be run through this kind of format, this kind of program. I don't know. I mean, as I long think as it's, it's audio, you can run it through. I think it's kind of hard to do. That. I mean, maybe, maybe even you even think if someone that, sat there and listened to twelve years of podcasts. How else would you do it? I mean, even if this you had way. a program that could do it. Even if you had a program that could do it, I mean, that's still a large amount of work. Yeah, I mean, I'll, what I'm thinking is they took all the audio that they could find. Of Joe I mean, Rogan, Frank, even if you're they, scanning a four hour podcast, there's 12 years of of. I mean, he does three or four. Well, how long? How long? I don't know how fast these things operate like these these uh, these programs that would go through audio. It's probably not real time. It probably doesn't sit there and listen to it in real time. So like, if it's a year's worth of audio, it would probably get that done in an hour. I know there's programs that will take your podcast and turn them into text. I know those exist, but I think you have to, you, you have to kind of like choose that. Like, I don't think people can just get it. I mean, right. unless they, again, unless they were just downloading the podcast and then running it through their software, you're still talking about 12 years a fucking podcast to yeah. download and and enter I through say, those things. What if it took a month? That's not unreasonable. Okay. Even if it took a month, let's give. Oh, let's settle on a month, which I think is really insanely low. But I'm even happy to go there. Like that's insane. Somebody had to fund that. Somebody had to pay for mm. that. Somebody had to put the time in to do that. That is a considerable amount of work. So unless. They, uh, my, unless my uh, someone knows Joe Rogan's show, recalled hearing that and said this is worth checking into. It's not like they just randomly said, you know what, let's look at Joe Rogan and go through everything. Someone who's never heard of anything. I'm sure maybe there was someone there who was like, you know, I recall shows where he said stuff like this. Either way. Maybe there's more of it. Yeah. So it's not like it's a, 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 it would be a pointless, like it's not like they're doing that to, to Tom, uh, Tom Hanks. So let's do, go through all of Tom Hanks audio. There's no reason to, most likely. They should. That Hanks is a racist son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. I just know it. I feel it on my bones. I hear you. I feel it on my bones. I feel like once that guy said, I'm the captain now, and they said cut, he probably just went on a racial tirade. Yeah. How dare this guy. This yeah, that shit. line was ad-libbed. This is my movie. Yeah. And that was the thing, too. That guy fucking took him to acting school, and I don't think he liked it. That was an ad-libbed line, and they kept but, um, it. Anyway, um, even if it was, even if it was somebody like, you know what, I remember Rogan used the N-word once. Let me see if he used it you know, other times. That is still a considerable amount of effort and yeah. work. Yeah, but you know what? A girl did it. <laughs> That's possible. A Maybe. woman said, you know what? I'm going to find this. <laughs> I'm find this son of a bitch. I'm going to find this. I'm going to um, find the girl with the shoes from high school. Go ahead. So it's even a lot of right. fucked up stuff, though. I mean, they found a lot of fucked up shit. So consider that, though. I mean, I just want everybody to understand how much work that just take a look at how many highlights this podcast puts out and you'll see with the lack of highlights just it will should tell you how much work this really is to do is a right. lot of work. Well, we are dangerously understaffed yeah that's true but still and we can't find tim i don't know what happened to him he was here one day and then he was gone the next he might that's, be dead i don't have no that's idea possible. Done. i never even bothered to look now i think about it i should send somebody over to his apartment because he lives by himself i think he's researching how eels reproduce well, that'd be nice i'd like to get to the bottom of get that. an answer on that one 
how we'll that's easier to find out than fucking combing through 12 years of rogan podcast to, to find yeah but they haven't works. done it it's true so anyway it's a lot then this so this resist media whatever they are they're the ones who put it out they have like 200 something thousand followers three four hundred whatever it is mm. this patriot takes they retweet it whatever agreement midas touch and patriot takes has midas touch retweets it and that's when it just takes off and that's oh. when you start the storm that's how it gets to uh india re because how the like, she doesn't like I, I she's probably never heard an episode of joe rogan you know and i know this to be well i don't know if she's ever heard of it but we know this to be true because when she shared the video and we know she doesn't follow Midas Touch, Patriot Takes, or Resist Media, whatever that account is called. So this came across her desk by way of these three outlets. Now you go and you dig deeper on uh, Midas Touch, and their whole, which they do not hide, they're a left, liberal-leaning pack. Their whole agenda is to you know, further the, the liberal democratic agenda and the sole reason why they're partaking in this is not for racial purposes, because by the way, it might have touched, started by three white guys, three brothers, okay, uh, is to get Joe Rogan. How do you know it's not for racial purposes? It's not, because oh, they, okay. they, 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 so Portnoy did this thing with them last night and they basically were in there answering questions. Now, there, from what I understand, because I didn't, I saw 90% of it, okay? And there's a really interesting caveat to this, too. Um, what, what, uh, this, uh, what Portnoy was trying to do was tie them into this thing that Midas Touch and this other one, they work together. Now, these mm -hmm. Midas Touch guys were saying that's not necessarily true. But when you go to this Patriot Takes Twitter, I mean, their Twitter, in their Twitter bio, it says, partnered with Midas Touch. Oh, that's the only thing in their Twitter bio. OK. And these Midas touch guys were like, yeah, well, that's not under our control. We don't you know, we're not. And so, and Portnoy was focused on that. But I didn't even I thought I thought that's where he kind of fucked up because who cares that's what I'm if, saying. if they are? It doesn't really even matter. I mean, I guess it makes the conspiracy theory stick more. But whether they have a handshake deal, whether they're just scratching each other's back, or whether they have like a signed partnership or whatever, I don't think it matters. The point is, is these guys don't give a fuck. They're not there to expose a racist person. They're there because this guy is saying things that they don't agree with, and they're going to further their agenda by trying to silence him, and they're going to use this thing to do it. Now, don't you find that to be a tad on the disingenuous side? I find it to be they're they because their whole if argument we, even if they were even if they that is their goal they still found something it's not like they didn't find anything or they made something up i they understand did, that they, but they hit but they're not trying to correct the racial problem in america they're trying to get somebody who doesn't agree with them to shut up yeah i think okay. that's a major problem if this was a natural evolving thing where people who were genuinely offended of African-American descent, black people were offended by this 
And this kind of grew and came out of this organic thing of like, I'm tired of tuning into my favorite podcast and having to hear the N word. That's a different story. Well, the numbers will show that if people are genuinely offended by Joe Rogan and his past, then his numbers will go down. That's Agreed. the true barometer of, of Agreed. how it's affecting the public. But these guys sit there and they go, you know, it's all, it, we have freedom of speech and it's our right to point this out. It's our right to take 12 years of work and surmise it down to 30 seconds. What's the difference? What, what if they put 12 years of work and surmise it into 30 seconds that was positive? Is that not fair either? But that's not what they do. And that's a great point. And it is exactly what they don't do. They're not, that's not their, that's not their business. Their business is how do we shut up those that are directly opposed to what our political agenda is? And that's fucked up. It might be fucked up, and, but there's other, there's people on both sides doing the same thing. So what might be the best part of the whole uh, Portnoy Midas Touch podcast, two things. So I tuned in to the uh, Portnoy. So I guess, I guess he technically went on their podcast, mm. but he had it on, on his YouTube feed, which was the one that I got sent to me. So I started watching on his YouTube feed. And there was about 20,000 people watching live at the time, which is a fairly significantly large audience. Like, that's pretty good. Right. Um, I, I can't remember what Rogan used to do. I mean, Rogan did more than that, but that's still a pretty great thing. And then as I understood, like, oh, oh, because I was like, this, this one guy is kind of like calling the shots to a degree. Let me look up this Midas Touch. And I realized it's on their feed as well. So I was like, oh, he's on their show. I get it. So I go over to their YouTube channel. There's a thousand people watching <laughs> on their channel. Right. So that, that goes to say something about the significance of Barstool and, and where that is and as far as cultural impact goes. Um, so that was one thing I found pretty, pretty interesting. The second thing is Portnoy. I don't know how. I don't even know how true this is or what it is. But they talked about the N-word because uh, Portnoy last year was accused of using it as well, too. And he also used it. He's apologized for it. He he explained what the context was. We don't have to rehash on if there's if it's context worthy using N word. But he says to the guys, he goes, you know, he basically threw the glass houses argument in, which is like you guys have never you know used that word or in context or not context. That doesn't matter to you. And they were like, it doesn't matter if you use it. It's not good. And he said, okay, great. I have a text message from one of you guys using the N-word. And they were like, no, you don't. He's like, I absolutely do. And I forgot what the name is that he used, but he said, are any of you associated with Alexis or whatever, whatever he said. And they fought it off for a good five minutes, but he wouldn't let it go. And sure enough, one of the guy's fiance's name is Alexis. So he's got them using the N-word in a text message. And How did he find that? I don't know how he got it. I don't know who sent it to him. Again, he's a very, you know, he's, as far as clout goes, he's got a lot of power. Barstool's obviously a big, mega media machine. So I'm sure there's people that want to score points with them that were willing to kind of hand that stuff over. But this, this kind of encapsulates my whole entire point. You know, these guys are out there being crusaders for the, you know, for the oppressed and for the, you know, right. and, 
they're just as bad. And pro probably even worse, too, because from what I understand from what he described, it wasn't the way Rogan was using it. Like, there wasn't, the, the, there, is, there is no context can save me argument in this supposed text message that he has. Oops. Maybe. But there's also, I'm not saying everybody's, we have to have our, our people we watch, people we listen to, have to, have to all have to be perfect angels. I get that. But there's other stuff. I mean, there, like with Joe Rogan, yeah, he said it a million times or whatever, how many, over 12 years, however many times he said it, a couple dozen times. But there's also, I, I played you before we started the show, there was that video, if you want to talk about that. He, the, the Planet of the Apes story is bad. That's uh, bad. There's a there. He tells a plan of the ape story, which he does uh, address in the apology. Do you want to hear what he says about that in the sure. apology video? Sure. All right. I have to. I don't have this queued up because I didn't think we were going to play this much. But I know it's a little bit. Obviously, different. that's not possible. I do hope that if anything, that this can be a teachable moment because I never thought it would ever be taken out of context and put in a video like that. And now that it is, holy shit, it looks bad. And it, it's part of also me doing this podcast for thousands of hours, thousands of episodes over 12 years. I said a trying to make the story entertain okay, the here. apes. And me and my friend Tommy and his girlfriend, we got really high. We were in Philadelphia and we went to go see Planet of the Apes. And we didn't know where we were going. We just got dropped off by a cab and we got dropped off in this all black neighborhood. And I was trying to make the story entertaining. And I said, we got out and it was like we were in Africa. It's like we were in Planet of the Apes. I did not, nor would I ever say that black people are apes, but it sure fucking sounded like that. And I immediately afterwards said, that's a racist thing to say. Planet of the Apes wasn't even in Africa. I was just saying there's a lot of black people there. But then I went on to talk about what a positive experience it was and how much fun it was to go to see this movie in a black neighborhood. It wasn't a racist story, but it sounded terrible. And like I said, you can have clunky stories about anything, but not about race. And so I deleted that whole podcast, but obviously somebody made a clip out of it and taken out of context, it looks terrible, but it looks terrible even in context. It's a fucking idiotic thing to say. And I was just trying to be entertaining. I certainly wasn't trying to be racist. And I certainly would never want to offend someone for entertainment with something as stupid as racism. My hope is that, look, I can't go back in time and- All right, he's very sincere from that moment on. But, that's, but again, you know, he admits it's, it's, it sounds as bad as it sounds. He does. He's, he's not entirely different. And I thought it was, a as far as apology goes, it's as spot on as you can get because he does feel bad about it. He doesn't want to make people feel bad about listening to his show. But he does point out, which is a little important to say, there was more to that. Again, right. you could take a lot of the things that we do on this show, and when you cut out the second part of it, it could fucking look really bad. You could do that to a lot of people, or maybe not Frank, but for Jeannie and I, you can definitely take segments. No, Frank too. And make it look really shitty. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that's, that's unfair, you know, 
And again, again, I'm sorry, but as an entertainer, and you both know this, when you're even people who aren't entertainers, when you this is why this the fish is this big in the story, right? I mean, we all do that little bit of exaggeration to kind of drive home that point to make the people around you laugh. Now, I don't do it with racial shit like that. He does. He's a different animal than I am. He's a different animal. He's a way different animal than Frank is. He's a different animal than Janine. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a different thing what he yeah. does, what Chappelle does, what all these guys, you know, comedians, comedians. you know. It's true. Uh, who's the girl that was great? Judy Gold? Not Judy Gold. Who was the one that was always on Elvis Duran? Judy Gold was the... Uh... The, the daughter in uh, Growing Pains. No, but Judy Gold is a comic, but there's another yeah, she one. Is I'm, a comic. I'm not thinking of. Uh, yeah. Shit. I don't know. She's got the short hair with the, she's doing the 80s thing now. Fuck, I can't remember her name. Anyway, uh, you would all know her name if I said it, but um, that's what they do. And you know what? Much like baseball players, you don't always make contact. Sometimes you swing and miss. Sometimes you swing and miss and fall down. Sometimes you swing and miss and fall down and hit yourself in the face with the bat. That's yeah, no, I know. All part it's, of it. It's a it's a, a fine line to to try to, to tread on because you say you say one thing wrong, it's it makes you look terrible. I mean, that's you try to do it. You try to walk that line, and yeah, you might come off as a Don Rickles type that that everybody loves no matter what he says. Right. Or, but then you fall on the other side where you say something fucked up and it's not part of your shtick or it is, but it's like a small. Th there's no real way to gauge it until it, it shit hits the fan. And you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, but you, you that, so the safe way is to avoid avoid shit, talking about shit like that. There's there are topics you can you can steer clear from if you want to do. I mean, I know playing it safe is not. Yeah, it's hard though. Entertaining, it is. It is, but there's also ways, you know, that you could. You, there are other things. You don't have to. I know I'm going to sound like a jerk, but a comedian doesn't have to. You know, choose, choose something else. <laughs> you know, you could go after, make something else funny if you have to. You know, I just I'm not. I just look, hey, that's it's your hard, you but... you choose to not go down that route. A lot of people don't. Yeah, and that's and some people do, and it's and very few can do it. Like, you know Exactly. Very, very, very few can do it. Um, but that's that's their job. Some of these comedians, that's kind of their job is to skate that line, whether it's racial, sexual, and politically some people try correct. to jump over it and it does not and they get just catapulted back. It go, happens. Nope. Everybody but... goes, Nope, not you. But my point is, and before people accuse me of being a, a, a crazy Joe Rogan apologist or whatever, um, my point is, is that we're not all perfect and it's not all cut and dry. And, you know, this idea of, you know, again, it's the don't throw rocks if you live in glass houses. You know, now I don't have a racial glass house to live in. But, you know, I mean, you, I know I know my flaws. I know where I, I fall short. You know, we sit I here and we talk hello. about what did Eric Adams just do last week? I mean, he didn't just do it last week, but he the video surfaced last week. So it's kind of like uh, I know. And I've always said, but I, I always... hold him in a different light because well, he's that's what a I'm saying. He politician. Is, it is a different light. Yeah, it is. But he's just as flawed as anybody else. 
But I was going to say, like, you know, we sit here and I go, oh, this girl's hot or this girl's beautiful. And, and you know, fucking, like, I'm in the biggest looks glass house that there could possibly be. It's not racial, but I, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's like what? I am a, I'm aware, you know, that we all have these things. But that's my point is that you got to be a little forgiving. But what bothers me, what it really angers me, because if Joe Rogan, look, if there's like if somebody digs up a, a tape of Joe Rogan pulling a Mel Gibson. Like Mel Gibson's a great example. Different story. <laughs> that dude's a racist. Fucking yeah, guy's was, a racist. There was shit deep down there that, There's that came no, out yeah. in a heat of anger. Even if you want to say it was the alcoholism and blah, 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 it still, it's in there. It's in there. And you know what I'm saying? Good. There was no reason for it. You know, the, who's the guy who owned the Clippers that they made him sell the team because he said all that shit like these yeah. are people whose minds you need to change. Rogan was wrong, but that was racist shit. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that like I would have I would imagine that there's probably a fair amount of people that are that would be annoyed with this, too, that it's like you're taking a cause that is serious and you're just trying to turn it into your fucking political gain. These yeah, guys don't cool. give a shit. No. And if it and I'll tell you something else too. Portnoy is wrong if he doesn't put that fucking that uh that uh text that he has out. Cuz he really should. Cuz he's holding on to it now for what reason? I mean, he he talked about it. Well, if, if you put if he said he, if he puts it out, is that him working in a uh just a vindictive political, you know, putting someone down way or is it actually doing something to help racism i don't know ah. i don't know it's... but i i feel like what it is now i just i don't know it just feels wrong to me if you know like you, again you want to talk about aquafina uh with cultural appropriation to me, this is like, I don't know, racist appropriation. It's it's bad. It's taking a serious cause and using it for your own fucking political gain. I know, I know. When it's... by all accounts, it sounds like you're just as fucking guilty of doing worse, doing something shittier, you know, behind the scenes. Right. I just I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense here to further point this out. Here's what gets weird. Uh, just a couple other conspiracy theory type things and then we'll move on from this. Um, I always, I can find, I, I have an inner sense of when to move on because I can hear Janine yawning. Um, oh. So it's an outer sense. Yeah, um, and I don't have much time left either. Oof. This guy, Kyle Kalinske, he said that his uh, 2018 episode with Joe Rogan was taken down. He didn't use any racial slurs in the episode. He railed against Saudi Arabia in it and Spotify just happened to expand into the Saudi market at the exact time this coincides with the banning and they took his episode down as well as well. Okay. Um, so that's kind of bullshit. And then the other thing, the biggest thing um, that I found interesting is this. Um, somebody put together a tweet of Rogan's and something that Neil Young had said back in 1985 okay again times change but take a listen rogan tweeted in uh february of 2012 the people that oppose gay marriage are either dumb or secretly worried that cocks are delicious 
1985, <laughs> Neil so, Young said, you go to a supermarket and you see a F word behind the fucking cash register. You don't want him to handle your potatoes. That's what he said in Melody Maker uh, in a 19, a September 1985 issue of Melody Maker. It's fucked up. Who's right and who's wrong here? Right. Yeah, that's fucked up too. Everybody was on Neil Young's side last week, right? I don't know. A, I mean, or all the righteous, you know what I'm saying? The righteous people were all fucking. Man, can can there be one person? That He's they, right. They go. They you know someone goes to bat for a cause and then. There's nothing, you know, they just, they go, yeah, we got to follow this guy because he's, he's perfect. I said there was a lot of shit. That's why we called it Rogan the Racist and the Lost Weekend of Cancellations and Conspiracies. Yeah. See, I'm all for, I've always said there should be forgiveness culture, not just cancellation culture. There should be forgiveness You've culture. You've never said that ever. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway. but the, So this the, also means that Frank has never won any fight with his wife ever. I rarely, we rarely fight. Rarely, I'm knocking on wood. But we rarely fight. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick Frank in a fight with his wife. I, I can't fight. Um, so forgiveness culture. What has to happen in my view of forgiveness culture would be someone messes up, or you know, whatever. One of these things happen where someone goes back and and finds a clip of someone messing up bad, and then the person who messed up comes out with a heartfelt over-the-top apology. I can't believe I did this. I'm getting better. This is a learning experience, all this stuff. But then the people affected have to overwhelmingly accept that person's apology and be like, yeah, you know what? You're you're right. We're not going to ostracize you for this. So reasonable. once that happens, then we should all forgive and forget and move on. But reasonable. until that happens... It's, but I think what happens is, is you find... I, again, I think these things are really bad for the cause of people really trying to root out racist fucking people. Yeah, no, I get when it. It's disingenuous like this. This just goes back to like the Me Too movement. You go back to the end of that Me Too movement, not to say that it's over, but when the height of it was kind of coming down and some of those accusations were coming out about actors and everything. And, you know, you go to look about and like, it's like, all right, obviously, you know, you have Cosby and you have Weinstein and these people had like just tons of people. And then some of those names towards the end had like one or two people. Not to say that they shouldn't be trusted, but there was a couple of cases where it was found out that some people were making shit up, you know, and it's like you're hurting this yeah, cause. Exactly. Hello. Oh, of course. Trying to, you know, anybody that lies about that, of course, is doing detriment to the, the whole cause. That's, yeah. That's and I think that this is these people are. I mean, again, he said these things. It's undeniable. Yeah, but they're using these little like lawyery tricks and things and squish it all together and put it all in, you know, to to make it look worse when they're but, only doing it for their own political even, gain. These people sure. don't care about. But even Rogan said, he said, "There's a there's uh, sometimes there's no context. It's not it's not okay in any context." Agree. Agree. But then you know you go, there's like if if you watch the movie Django Unchained. There are white actors who I'm sure in real life are not racist mm. and would never use that word in any hateful way, but they say it in the movie. And, you know, that's, is that a con is that an acceptable context? I think it is. I think if you're telling a you're story, portraying some yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, especially spoiler alert, you know, 
it uh, turns out pretty good from a man in the end. You know, I think that's a positive, you know, yeah, that's the but, kind of positive thing you want out there. Sure. They, but, they've been slamming Tarantino for Pulp Fiction. I just watched Pulp Fiction the other night, just happened to come on. I didn't realize how much that word got thrown around uh, in that context. But people are still defending him. Sam Jackson, they ask him about it all the fucking time. He stands behind it. See, that's yes, like, I still if the, if the community affected by the infraction, the whatever happens, whatever, either it's a word or a slur or whatever it is, if the community overwhelmingly is like, no, we, this gets a pass and we were okay, you're okay, we forgive, you know, the, the celebrity or whoever it is comes out and apologizes and the community welcomes them back and says, well, you're forgiven, then I think we should kind of all get on board because it's like like with 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 Mel Gibson, let's say, they really didn't, you know, it wasn't like they weren't buying it, basically. So nobody, you know what I mean? He apologized, but right. nobody was really buying but it. But that's so weird to me that that he's so gotten he's gotten off the hook for that. Not yeah, but not a hundred. His career has not been the same. The fact that he still has a career in the public eye is is insane. It's kind of ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but. Yeah, he's definitely been given a, a, a weird past that I don't understand. But it's strange when you look on Twitter, the overwhelming amount of white people that are guilting like this whole, like if you come to any sort of logical or just try and have a discussion like we're having, these people are like animals. They're like, oh, so, you, so it's okay to say the N-word? It's like, no. You need to have a nuanced conversation about this. You can't just come in. But that's all these people want. It's not okay to say it. And I want to know why. I would love to know why. Because why what? Like why? I I would love. There's there's something. You know. There's something to people like that. I would love to just kind of figure them out a little bit because I don't get it. People. Yeah, but because a lot of it is not like it's not it's not their fight. You know, I mean, I get it. I think most common sense people are on that side of like, yeah, we shouldn't yeah, be. The doing word is not okay. Nobody should say it. But it's almost like they, the the people who should be offended can't even get a word in edgewise because they're fucking too busy. Well, yeah, no, no, exactly. no. everybody. Well, nowadays, everybody has a voice. But the ones that we should be honed in on are the people who are affected by this voice, uh, by this by this word uh, and, and slurs and whatever happens. Um, those are the ones that should be. Uh, cherry picked and be like, all right, let's look at these because these are the ones that, um, not that the other ones don't matter, but I'm saying these are the ones that, the the, the that represent the community that was that was hurt in this situation. And Aquafina is not allowed, right? Is that what we're what? saying? To say the say the n word? No, she can't. But if that's the way, I always thought. That was just the way she talks. Isn't that her? Just the way she was raised. She was raised. In, I don't even know what to think. In New I, York, honestly, in Queens. I, I didn't even think there was anything wrong with the way she talks. I, I don't know what to think. I didn't know there was a problem. I, I don't know. I thought every now and then she'd, she'd go a little hip hop, but I thought that was her personality. I thought that's what she would, That's what she did. She dresses that way. She did baggy clothes. You know. I don't know what to think because that kind of feels a little racist to me too if you're like, well, you can't talk like that because you're exactly. not black. It's kind of like, well, what? You know, I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know. That's why I don't understand the Aquafina thing. I, I get cultural appropriation. I understand that, you know, this isn't your culture. Why are you you know you're misrepresenting it or whatever the 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 argument that goes along with that. I get it, 
But with Aquafina, I thought that's how she grew up. I thought that was her personality. I thought I didn't think she was putting on a, uh, a fake accent. No or, I thought that's just the way she talked. No clue, my man. No clue. Um, lots of other topics to go through. Not going to take too long. Um, interesting to, to leave s- after this one. Go ahead. Interesting <laughs> to see what's going on here. We've been talking about the mask mandate stuff in schools and everything else. Uh, so today, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy detailed a demasking plan in schools for next month. Um, as um, the state is uh, showing a less than 1% of pupils tested positive for COVID-19. That's great. He's going to rescind the statewide order on March 7th, not to be undone. This is like our little brothers. So first of all, New York's the most important state, just in case right, people, obviously. we have a lot of people outside of the country. This. Right. So I want to explain something. New York's the greatest there ever was. Right. And so... Uh, Connecticut and and New Jersey and even Pennsylvania sometimes they fight for our love and affection right right so uh, uh, Phil Murphy says March 7th and then just to kind of like oh I have to do something now to get daddy to love me too Mm, the governor of Connecticut said well we're gonna get rid of our mask mandate on February 28th now I there I feel like Pennsylvania is going to chime in and be like, oh, yeah, hold my beer. February 21st, we're going to get rid of ours. But I, I don't know. I, I don't I think that they actually have one in schools. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Where? In, in, in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania right now. I don't think that they, yeah. they still do. Perhaps yeah, each not. state has a different thing going on. But it seems like um, the pressure is on for Governor Hochul um, and also Eric Adams to, one, not use racial slurs, and two, uh, um, Get rid of the mask mandate. Yes, yeah, general rule of thumb: avoid racial slurs. Yeah, I'm worried that once we pull the masks off the kids, all they're gonna do is use racial slurs because they just feel that See, freedom. That's another okay, reason. Yes, that's an, that's another reason to be pro mask. Just block, <laughs> block it. You block the slur. Yeah. Uh, something interesting in Italy too. Um, they have a. Um, there's. Oh, son of a bitch. Where is it? Here it is. There in Laverno, Italy, restaurants are requiring COVID passports. Okay. So in response to people being upset by this, nobody was dining in the restaurants the other night, but they all brought out food to eat their own food. They all brought out their own food to eat in front of these restaurants that are being required to have these covid uh, passports yeah. i'll show you i'm gonna make food and then just eat it in front of you yeah okay well you can't be uh grandma's uh, meatballs everybody knows that anyway right so that's true i wonder if i've never been to italy I, I hope to go one day soon i i wonder if like the restaurants in italy have like that uh, you know i'm sure it's all homemade hopefully yes so there's the restaurants that are empty and then if you look across the street here I don't know if you can see. Like, look at all these people that brought their own food out. All right. So is this just one area, one block that kind of in Livorno, Italy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the, all these people came out to eat in front of these restaurants to protest the COVID. That's passport. pretty funny. Uh, credit to Wit Genstein uh, on Twitter for posting this. So uh, what is a COVID passport? It just shows you're you're what vaccinated or you have. Your vaccine card, the thing that you got to show when you go sit, okay. yeah, I guess eat so. in the city. All right. All right. I guess so. 
we'll see um, how long but that. The reason why I kind of bring these kind of things up is it feels like even the hardest of hardcore people that were still like, well, we have to have this and we have to have that and there's still a threat out there. It feels like even they're starting to move. Well, yeah. we don't know who those people are, which side those people, which side of the fence those people are on. Are they not vaccinated and just protesting not being allowed in? Um, this guy did not say. Or are they vaccinated and singing enough already? I would guess that it is because I'm looking at a photo of other people doing it. Um, my guess is with the amount of people that are doing it, you probably have a good mix of both. I just I don't foresee this being yeah. one side or the other issue. I think, because, I think so too. Because I feel like if you're vaccinated, you just have you just walk in and be like, yeah, I'm here to eat. Yeah, but then there's people who who are vaccinated, fine, but they still think it's unfair. I think the point is, vaccinated or not, I think the point is, overall, I mean, people have been over this for a long time, but I think we are at the extreme point now where people are like, it doesn't matter anymore. You know, if it's, you know, if these things aren't, if the, I believe the vaccines work, Frank, you know that. I'm vaccinated. I believe people should be. It'll save a life. I believe that. Um, but I think if we are all in, no, I shouldn't say this. I think that it's universally understood now that the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission. So it is solely a protect a self-preservation thing. And then if that's the case, then there's no point in having any sort of yeah. restriction in place anymore you know if right. we haven't figured out how to stop it stop it but just lessen it for those who get it then there's no point then in requiring these things that aren't doing what we originally thought truth. that they set out to do that's not the full information full information is if you're vaccinated and let's say you you and i are vaccinated we get covid and we happen to give it to janine the COVID we gave her. Well, first of all, we've tried. Gonna, Let's not act like we true. didn't try this once before. The COVID we give you, Janine, would be less severe because it has a lower, I think it was viral. Viral load, load but viral that's still load. not true, though. Let me that tell you. Let me wait, wait. Let me say something okay. too. It Janine, is. Why do you say on. it's not true? Hold on, Janine. No, 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 no. no. Why, why? She just made a, a claim. Because I've seen it with my own eyes. That's well, I just want to viral say, load with your own eyes. I just no, want to say this. I've seen a lot of loads with my own eyes. Go ahead. Janine, you would be blessed to have my viral load. Okay. <laughs> you would be so lucky to have my viral load. No, but I think, you know, and it's funny. I found, I saw an article the other day too that said, this was the title of the article. I'm vaccinated. I'm boosted. I got COVID. Can I go back to living my life now? And that was in Time Magazine, which I is don't understand who's not being, uh, if you're vaccinated, you're living your uh, what am I blocked from? I'm not blocked from anything. I, I could go do whatever I want now. It's only the, the only people who are not are being stopped at the door. Theoretically, are the people who are not vaccinated. Well, I understandable. But you, so for me, I have a four year old mm-hmm. and she can't get vaccinated. Now I can't go places unless I get her tested. Mm. Yeah. And having to go and fucking wait online and stick a thing up my four year old's nose. 
uh, not exactly uh, the kind of thing I want to really be doing. You know what I mean? If I want, yeah, I get and I'm going to have to do However, that in a couple of weeks just to go to a fucking Islander game. Like, what are I we doing? I get that. However, when we're in the middle of a global pandemic, I don't know how many times I got to say this. I know. When we're in the I, middle of a global pandemic, you have to do shit you have to do. I understand, but I don't think it's three months ago. It's certainly not six months ago, and it's definitely yeah, we definitely not a year made and a half progress. Ago. We've definitely made progress, but we're still not done with it. It's I'm, I know it's been two years. The thing I, is, I get that. This is what the problem is. Okay, so now he has to go and get her tested. Mm-hmm. Okay. Besides that, let's say she did have COVID and did go to a game and did give it to someone. That person's vaccinated. So what does it matter? At because the end they of the day, what does it, it matter? Someone else. I honestly think that you I honestly think that you guys know. I think you guys are getting into semantics. The point but that is, is true. The point <laughs> is is the restrictions were put into place because, you know, we believed that we had to do these things to stay safe. Then the vaccine rolled out, which was going to prevent, you know, people from getting it. Now that we understand that we have more data, and by the way, nobody fucking lied. They really thought this was going to, I don't believe these, they fucking lied to They didn't, nobody lied to you. They thought these things would work. Okay, and they do work to save lives. They just don't prevent the transmission. Nobody and ever yes, said they, they do did. lessen it. Yes, they do. It does lessen the viral load. I believe that too. I believe science will uphold that at the end of the day. I am in full we'll agreement see. of that. But did you just call me a pussy? No, I said, I said we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think pussy. that'll stay. I think that'll stick. I think that'll be proven. Um, but, and even if it's not, it doesn't even matter. The point is, is that you know, it has been two, we're coming up on two years. You know what I mean? And I, I, my point is, and I know Frank and Janine have different opinions on this and we don't even have to rehash this. My point is, is that even the people that were like, we have to do these things to stay safe. We have to keep our distance. We have to keep our masks on. And this might not be Frank and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with Frank. There's nothing wrong with Janine's opinion other than it's not Frank's opinion, which I wish it was. That's where Janine is wrong in this particular instance. But my boy, that really fell flat. But my point is, is that even the people that were holding on to this, I feel are starting to back off of it because I don't think you could have gotten the masks off of kids three months ago. And now two of our neighboring states did it. And last week we talked about Governor Hochul saying that she was going to. Yeah, because the numbers have gone it. drastically down under one percent in Jersey. That's great. So. But we talked about this, too. It's going to be great going into the summer. And then we're going to be back here in September talking about that yeah. next wave. Again. So until everybody. I'm sorry, but until everybody. You're talking about four or five years. You're talking about four or five years, and it's just not going to happen. Until everybody does what they're supposed to do. Like, look back at polio. When everybody got vaccinated, we got rid of polio or smallpox. We got rid of it because everybody got vaccinated. Uh, That's how you get rid of this stuff. I go back to my point. We keep dragging our feet. That's what The problem is that people don't want to vaccinate their kids so that's a big population that's not going to get vaccinated also homeless people are not going to get vaccinated there's just a lot of people that you cannot 
Now, Janine would know about to what's get, happening in the gonna, community. We're going to nitpick. I would know. <laughs> yeah, but there, there is, it's true. People are not going to vaccinate their kids. I've homeless spoken like somebody who's spoken to seven homeless people in the last three nights. So. Homeless people can definitely get vaccinated, so, by the way. It's free. You could go. And right. They could, but they're not going to. So we can get, <laughs> them, a ho- we can get them a vaccine, you, Frank, we... but we can't get them a home. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yes. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's. <laughs> It'd be hard. I don't even to... know what I, what conversation I'm having anymore. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about now. The problem is that homeless people aren't getting the the vaccine. No, I mean, I'm not saying are, that. You I'm guys are talking about how you feel about it. I'm talking about. I think the overall mood and vibe of the country is they're starting to. Yeah, we're all come sick off and tired and of move it. On. We're tired of it, but we we can't. No, get we out were. Of it. People were sick and tired of it a year I, ago. Yeah. I think it's. I think we're actually starting to see. I didn't say we're just starting to get tired us. of it. I'm saying we're tired of it. We've been tired of it, and we want to get out of it. But a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, and we can't bring us, uh, come out of this together unless all the chains are working, all the all the links are working in the, in the chain. And that's Can I ask you a question? Happen. Can I ask you a question? No. Having dealt with Janine... Wait, I'm about to get a message from Janine. Having... <laughs> Oh, she's right. Go fuck yourself. Having listened to Janine for a while, having read comments, mm. having seen the numbers, mm-hmm. right? Do you honestly, truthfully, do you think? I'm not gonna lie to you. If given another, don't lie to me, Frank. Okay, no, I'm no, not I, Cheryl. Now Crow. I'm purposely gonna lie to you. I'm not Cheryl Crow. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Do you honestly think everybody is going to get vaccinated? No. So then what are we talking about? Talking about if you see, this is the problem. You can't have it both ways. You can't be like, I'm sick and tired of this pandemic, but I'm not going to do anything about it. So we're just going to be stuck in it. You can't. How could you have it? Both I've, ways? I've done stuff. I've done stuff. You're not doing the stuff that you're being asked to do with homeless which is, people, which is get the vaccine. Right. That's the one thing that I haven't done. Right. That's I mean, the one thing. And I've the done mask everything mandate, else. You're, you're like. Well, you're doing the mask mandate, right? You're not like you're not. Well, right. You're going along with the mask mandate when when people are asking her to. Right. No, no, I have. I have done it for two years almost. Okay. Whenever Good. we had to start doing it. Yeah. But so, the big they're only asking us to do two things. Oh, they asked us to do three things when we had a quarantine. But now it's down to two things, which is get vaccinated and wear a mask when we have to. That's all they're asking us to do. They're yeah, not asking it. us to, to chop our arm off. They're not asking us to, to uh, you know, have the military live in our houses, like, you know, with quarters like they, you know, this is not an over ask from from the people in charge. This is not, you know, and everybody's like, oh, where does it end? They're just going to ask you to do anything. I'm like, no, this is a global pandemic and we're trying to solve it. They're, they're, and it's not even the government ask. It's it's the CDC. It's the, the World Health Organization. They're like, get vaccinated. We'll get rid of this thing. We'll be fine. I've seen Janine use a mask to leave yeah, a nasty note sure. on a poor Parker. So let's that's not true. act like she hasn't done her part. Don't park stupidly. That's true. I agree with that. Yeah. Don't park like a jackass. Don't park uh, listen, stupidly. Uh, Frank, I think I, I, you know, I was in more, let's be honest, I was in more agreement with you a year <laughs> ago. Pussy. Mm-hmm. What's changed? What's changed is you got to play the hand that you're dealt, not the hand that you wish you had. You know, this is what it is. This is where this is where we are now. We're two years after we have X amount of the the population that's just never going to do this. 
you know, and I think that there's a lot of people like Janine said that aren't going to give this to their kids just yet. There's people that have taken this that are not going to give this to their kids just yet until <laughs> yourself. it's until they are working it's, until on... hang on good until it's gotten to a point where they are absolutely certain for sure it is safe for young children. There are some people that feel different. I just had a conversation with somebody and I respect this person greatly who said to me, and I swear to you, they have a two year old and they were like, we were going to, um, we were going to put our two year old up for, um, for the trial to get the vaccine for the trial. And I was, I was flabbergasted, but I understood they're, you know, I, and they're not scientists or doctors per se, but they're in the, in the, in that universe, in that field. And they were like, yeah, I'm just going to just, uh, you know, or close to it, I should say. And they were like, yeah, we were going to do that, you know, put the kid up in the trial. And why I was just like, out of curiosity, do you know why they didn't? They went hiking instead. It's not important why people do things, Frank. <laughs> but they, it's not, I, they had, it sounded like they had good in intentions. In this case, I, I feel like it is. No, I, they I'm, were going I'm, to. I'm making a joke. I, I, there was something that happened um, where they just didn't, but they had a serious discussion, father and uh, mother, about doing this. And I was. Yeah, that, that I could see being like. But there are people that trial, do it. How do you think we? How do you think we got it for the five oh, to twelve year olds? You know, I, I mean, somebody had to step up and put their kids into the, these programs. Yeah, that's 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 not an easy decision. That's that's you're a better person than I am if you if you put your kid up for that. Now, a lot of people, a lot of parents will say, "Well, I'm on the other side of that, where it's like I want to see this thing working for three, four, five years before I go ahead and 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 give it to my kid." Especially when we've been through whatever happens. Now, look a more dangerous variant comes up tomorrow, the world changes, it's a different story. You know, people are gonna feel different about it. You know, people might say, it's, it, things have changed now, I feel like we should give this to our kids because I want them to be safe. You know, and like I said before, kids start dropping dead from this, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, it, once it, the testing and the trials are over. I do agree with you about that, Anthony. Once That's, the, yeah. Once the testing is over and they, yeah. trials are done and they release it and they say well, this is good to go then in order i mean if it was just a you know run-of-the-mill this will cure your uh whatever the hell all right you don't have you want to take it you don't have to take it i get it but this is again i hate just keep saying the word but a global pandemic you know this is something we have to do to get everybody back on track and i understand I understand People that too. Are hesitant, but but let me throw this by you too. Omicron, I feel like, kind of changed the game a little because a lot of people got that all over the world. I mean, certainly here in sure. New York, and people kind of feel like you know the whole thing is waning. Like I said, until we have that variant that is different, more lethal, people kind of feel like okay, you know, it's run its course it's done its thing which is we saw with the, the um but that's not you know, what the numbers the, say the, the flu of the night of 1919 that's kind of what happened it just after a while just that was it you know and yeah, then we started getting the flu how many people well that was a lot of people but they didn't have the science that i we're better off now because of the vaccine and because of the me of medicine and treatments in general we're better off because they wore gauze masks and we were we knew okay this it took us a while to get to 
N95 Windows. thing, but we got that, and we know that one works. So in 1918, it was, let's see, 675,000. So more people died with this than the flu in 1918. Right, but that was over the course of five years, four years. There was four, I'm looking at four or five waves to that one. 1918 to nineteen. 19- 19. No, it was long. It was a little. I'm looking, but I'm looking. Maybe I I could be wrong. There was like four waves to that one. But anyway, my point is, is there was no cure because it was a virus. It just ran its course through society. Yeah, but still, we're not seeing the end of this yet. And the only reason the numbers are going down is because everybody got Omicron. It's because everybody got Omicron. No, it's because. Before Omicron, we got the vaccine. The vaccine, it helped. You can't say it didn't help. It, of course it helped. I'm not saying it didn't help. I'm, I'm saying you have Omicron combined with the vaccine, and it looks like this maybe yeah. kind of ran its course. I hope so. but it's I'm, still st- doing, I'm not it's, saying that people should still get vaccinated. They, they should. I believe I they should. I think you're saying you're anti-vax. What am I related to you? <laughs> um, People are complaining about poor Olympic I, conditions. I gotta jump off. No, you don't. That's what she said. People, uh, do you really have to go? Yeah, I really do. We're not gonna get to your job uh, escapades. Oh my god! By the time we get to the job escapades, you're gonna have you're gonna be tenured, and your next job, it's not even gonna matter anymore. <laughs> your call, Jay Sabs. You gotta bounce. You gotta bounce. Well, there's a salute. I like it better when you just left. That was my favorite. Just well, like, out. like. <laughs> Um, people are complaining about Olympic conditions. I feel like we get this every single year, Frank. Like every single year, we get the all these are rough though. Conditions in the Olympic Village are so awful. Yeah, this feels like it might be a little bit more rough than usual. Does it vary country to country? Like, are the conditions better? Like, if you go to this hotel or that hotel, is it a different setup, or is it the Olympics? This is what you're getting, no well, matter yeah. where you are. Because it's not hotels. They they build these Olympic villages where they all stay in these apartments and shit. Yeah, but when they do, like, when they had the Olympics in Montreal, they stayed in the big hotel that's there. They It was like the, it wasn't just the village. They had that big hotel that's still up. It's still there. I don't think they built it for, just for the Olympics. Oh, Lay Big Hotel. Right. What, the one that's all, it looks like all cubes and blocks and stuff. You know that one in Montreal? No. It's like a weird shape. I'll have to I look, gotta at look that. it up. I got to look it up. But, they, you know, they they don't just build. They have hotels that they that the Olympians stay in. Hotel, I'm looking um, at. Yeah, I'm sure there's hotel. I'm I'm sure they do use hotels in addition to the thing to the Olympic Village. But uh, German Alpine skiing coach Christian Schweiger criticized the catering in Beijing and raised concerns about limited food options to fuel the high performing pro athletes, saying the catering is extremely questionable because really it's not catering at all. There are no hot meals. There are crisps, some nuts, and chocolate, and nothing else. This shows a lack of focus on high-performance sport. Supposedly, Team USA came to Beijing bringing extra food uh, to the Winter Games, including bags and bags of pasta. Aren't they allowed to like? Are they allowed to leave and get food outside of the? the no, I don't think so because of protocols. protocols it, everything right. is different now because of protocols. Which they're saying is not being handled well in the Olympic Village either. That's wonderful. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what are we doing with it? Do you see the picture? There's a photo of the food that they get on the trays. It's disgusting. 
No, I didn't see. Really? Oh, my God. It's all over the place. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up. Try and find it. Everybody keeps running this video of the skier that got knocked out and just, like, was like a dead fish rolling down the mountain. Did you see that one? It's a no. horrible video. Skier got knocked himself out or herself out. I don't even know who. And then just, like, continued to just slide down the mountain. Because where you, you know, Yikes, you, you just keep going. You just keep going. It's crazy to watch. But people keep just throwing that all over the place. Anyway. Maybe, maybe the thing I saw was not you know real but i is it the fire fest lunch because it feels like that's what this is too well no, it was a tray government cheese on a piece of bread it was close enough it was a tray of like disgusting like you wouldn't even get it out of like a tv dinner it was disgusting looking you should see the comments uh accom- accommodations are unreasonable um one athlete says that they cry themselves to sleep every single night yeah one says, I sleep all day only because I don't even have the strength to get out of bed. I only eat three handfuls of pasta a day because it's just impossible to eat the rest of the food. My stomach hurts. I'm very pale and I have a huge black, I have huge black circles around my eyes. I want this all to end. I cry every day. I'm very tired. Oh, my God. That's what Kimmy Lehman's uh, put in an Instagram post. That is ridiculous. I feel like we could do better than, than that. Hmm. Why can't I find this now? It was everywhere. It was like all over. If we learn anything from the NBA, though, people don't like to screw with the Chinese government because there's a billion people over there they could sell shit to. So that's the truth. All right, Frank's going to keep looking at it. We'll roll through the rest of the stories. Peter Thiel, I found this to be pretty surprising. Peter Thiel is leaving Facebook's board uh, to support Trump aligned candidates. Uh, Peter Thiel is a tech billionaire who has been on the board of the company. Ever since Facebook began in 2005, he's one of the first early angel investors, and he is backing numerous politicians in the midterm elections. Thiel, who's 54, wants to uh, focus on influencing November's midterm elections, said a person with knowledge of the situation of Mr. Thiel's thinking, who declined to be identified. He sees the midterms as crucial to changing the direction of the country, Uh, And he is backing candidates who support the agenda of former President Donald Trump. Over the last year, Thiel, who has a net worth of an estimated $2.6 billion by Forbes, has become one of the Republican Party's largest donors. He gave $10 million each last year to the campaigns of two protégés, Blake Masters, who was running for his Senate seat in Arizona, and J.D. Vance, great name, who is running for uh, the Senate in Ohio. Um... We all know that there's billionaires that back the Republican Party, obviously. Sure. Um, but I feel like that whole Soros pays for everything that the Democrats do wrong and blame on the Republicans thing kind of would ruin the Republican Party. They kind of love this whole like they had the Koch brothers and they were like the evil people. And that's all they kind of talked about. Right. And now you don't have the Koch brothers. And yeah, I mean, they were going under this again, the kind of thing that Obama set first, which is like, oh, the donations of the people, the donations of the people. So I think that mastermind billionaire pulling the strings is right, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't paying attention to most of what you just said. OK, OK, because I was looking up. <laughs> was looking did you up find the thing? thing? Oh, sorry. I did. I did find the thing. It's on TMZ. All right. Pop it up. Uh, here's the picture of the food, which I can't even. Are those pickles in the middle there? Those are potatoes in the top middle. I don't know what this thing is here. That looks like an uncooked mini chicken. Right. 
that's sauce up top and mm. pasta, dry, you know, dry pasta underneath. And I don't, I'm not even sure what this is, like rib bones or something. But that's the meal. Those are the meals that they have been that's allegedly. Crazy. That's that's what they're getting. I'll tell you what. That looks like the last dinner I made for my wife, which I that's how I know it's uh, athletes shouldn't be eating it. Yeah, plain pasta, some meat. It says a few potatoes and a sauce, none of which looks incredibly appetizing. Yeah, this was the uh, Russian athlete claimed on her Instagram page that that's what she was getting, and this is via TMZ. TMZ Sports. That's nuts considering the amount of money the IOC brings in for these fucking Olympics that they can't just feed their fucking Just give athletes. them. A, honestly, just send some bur- What are they doing? There's got to be chefs on site cooking. You know, just send some food down there. We can't get... It's not like healthy fuel food is that hard. You steam a bunch of chicken and broccoli, you throw some steamed brown rice next to it, and you're fucking done. That's how... You put some salmon in there on occasion. It's a big fucking salmon. deal. Nice. Yeah, I don't know about... What did you say? Broccoli and something else? Broccoli and steamed chicken. Of, you got to get him some kind of substance. A little protein. Yeah, chicken, but give him some flavor. What's wrong with that flavor? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe. You only lost 20 pounds in the last six months. Fuck yourself. Um, the Freedom Convoy of truckers and other protesters gathering in Ottawa have forced the Ottawa government uh, Mayor Jim Watson to declare a state of emergency, saying the protests posed a serious danger and threat to the safety and security of the residents. So it's still happening. This this convoy. Mm-hmm. This has been going on for what a week now. Um, perhaps a little longer than that. Uh, the so- protests originally set to um, against the COVID nineteen vaccine requirement for cross border drivers has developed into a demonstration against the Trudeau government and its policies, according to Reuters. Which goes back to my previous statement of, um, I think people are going to start backing off of this stuff. The other thing, besides the truckers, the NHL came out and said that if the Canadian government doesn't back off of these restrictions, the Canadian teams are going to have the right to go into the United States and find a place to play for the rest of the season. They already said that they're going to move the NHL draft out of Montreal because they can't they can't follow the restrictions in Montreal and have a successful event. The these events, these games, they're money makers for these leagues. They can't continue to hemorrhage this money, you know, especially given the circumstance of what's going on. So they well, told the, the Canadian. What are the restrictions? I don't understand what's what's happening. People what aren't are allowed on the arenas. They can't sell tickets to the games anymore. Zero people are allowed. In some, in some, depending on the province, some arenas are not allowing any spectators. Some are allowing fifty percent, and they're saying or not. they can't make fifty percent work. They did it during the extremely bad times. They did it last. They did it in the bubble. Then when they came back, they had extremely, you know, limited crowds. They've done it for two years. This goes back to my original point. They cannot do it any longer. The NHL is telling these teams that if the if the Canadian government doesn't loosen these restrictions a little bit, they can go and find a place to play in the United States and they can play the rest of their season in the States where they can sell some tickets and make some money. So we we might see the Toronto Maple Leafs playing in Sheboygan, which will be just that they'll be very big in Sheboygan, huge in Sheboygan, huge. The Kenosha Kickers. You ever heard of it? (laughs) Um, The uh, Giants 
who are getting or part of the lawsuit in the Brian Flores thing. Remember we talked about this right. last week? Quick yeah, update this on this. Uh, that they, they were uh, discriminating against him. So they hired a general manager and a coach and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They hired uh, Brandon Brown, who happens to be a, an African-American guy today to be their assistant GM. But not the guy who was up for it. And I mean, well, that was the head coaching job. This is the assistant GM job. And I'm not saying that Brandon Brown doesn't deserve the position. Uh, according to everything I've read today, he was quite successful as the Philadelphia Eagles director of player personnel. Um, but that, you know, it, I guess I would, I mean, people consider the director of player personnel a little bit of a higher spot than GM. I mean, I guess maybe six and one half a dozen in the other. But I just find it particularly interesting that they make that move this week. People are like kind of criticizing him for like oh, a little too late. You know, was it was that saying? I mean, is that a move that they're making or was this planned and they just followed through with it? Well, you have to wonder if you're uh, Brandon Brown, right? You got to wonder. I mean, was I, I hired just for. Yeah, right. It was. Is this why I'm, I'm sure he's hired? qualified. He's not, you know. Well, again, he's, it's not like he was putting cheese on the nachos. Now, like, well, we'll make this guy fucking assistant GM. <laughs> he had a similar position with the Eagles, you know. Right. Um, but then again, it's the Eagles. They were shit. So. Yeah, it's not the head coach. Just jokes. I don't know. The Eagles are fine. Uh, but it's not a head coach. You're right. It's still not that. Um, fan feedback, Frank. Uh, My favorite of, part of the show. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really loving the fan feedback segments. We've had some great. Uh, fan feedbacks lately have been kind of uh, oh see I had an advice question here for Janine I knew I didn't want to leave for some reason someone asking Janine for advice somebody is asking for Janine for advice we could try to help I mean I don't know if we'll be as effective um you can't help Frank what are you gonna say just get right, the vaccine then... that's gonna be your that's answer. my answer for everything no matter what your problem is <laughs> Jsabs, my boyfriend cheated on me years ago. Uh, I broke up with him, but went back to him. Should I forget and forgive? What would you do? See, I know you didn't ask us, whoever that person is. I know you didn't ask us, and but I'd say it. He listen to us or don't listen to us. Get vaccinated. <laughs> Wear a mask is what we're saying. <laughs> I mean, Wear a also mask jumpstart and- coffee. And do doggy style. Remember those first couple of CDC warnings? Only, only, only fuck doggy style. So as to not uh, right <laughs> give each other COVID. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's there's a lot to consider there. I mean, cheating, that's a that's a t- uh, it's one of those things. It's hard to forgive that hard to get them to move on. Depends on your relationship, what the circumstances were, maybe. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like that easy of a thing to get over. Yeah. I mean, I think this is uh, on a case by case basis, but I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could get over that. I just can't. Or you say, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I gotta, you know, my, my during our girl- relationship, I'm going to stray once too. And you've got to be fine with it. Yeah. My little girlfriend in the sixth grade went and kissed somebody else. I still haven't gotten over it. I still haven't forgiven her. See, that's, so, yeah, that's, well, that's fucked up. Um, we put out, uh, we're putting out some more reels, quick clips, reels, TikToks, uh, Facebook reels now just to kind of throw little clips of the show out there and people are watching reels, you know, the video videos that are portrait size, quick form stuff on their phone. So we're doing that a bit more on the show here. We put, uh, Frankie C talks to Trump for the first time. People got upset by this. They got upset. 
Yeah, they got upset. Um, Rocky wrote, S. Rocky wrote, and go do some research. I'm out of here. Classic. Uh, Bird wrote, uh, you have, by the way, this is not, we have Bird B-Y-R-D, who's very nice and supportive all the time. This is totally. B-I-R-D. Okay, different bird. Different bird. It's a bird you, of a different color. You have, well done. Well done. You have a better, way better clips for a highlight reel. This clip is divisive and clearly shows bias. Yeah. Um, so William Wallace wrote in. This is amazing. Wait a minute. How did he do that? Thrilled. Uh, just earned an unsub. Just wrote freedom. <laughs> just wrote. Uh, just uh, earned an un- unsub. Pick a side, Anthony. Have some balls. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm glad I mean, we I- earned something. I thought I was on the side of both sides are bullshit, and I'll just pick whichever one I like on a particular yeah, but you issue. Haven't, you haven't picked though. But I guess I'm an idiot. Used to be, used to be these people were idiots. Used to be if you just aligned yourself with a political party and blindly voted with them, you were kind of an idiot. I would love to go back to those times. Yeah, but if you do your research, then you're not blind. Right. Right. But now we've we've fallen into some other bizarre bizarro 1985, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm just glad we earned that unsub. Yeah, yeah, I, I me too. We, we weren't were. just handed it. <laughs> yeah, we did some work for that. By the way, hi William Wallace. I know you're still fucking watching. Right. Uh, here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, we put coleslaw and fries on our sandwich from Primanti's. Remember we talked about that last episode? I said Primanti's that sounds good. Fries. Coleslaw on a sandwich is underrated. Agreed. Agreed. I, I dig. Uh, Deuce X Machina Motorsports corrected me and said they put both coleslaw and fries, to which I responded, hashtag real Americans. These are the real Americans. You now, and I are bullshit, Frank. Okay. We don't know now, what it's like. Can you put macaroni or potato salad on a sandwich? Oh, I, yeah. Oh, all the way. Yeah, for all, all three, huh? I live and die by potato salad. Go a little bit on top of the fucking thing. You know what I'm surprised is not more popular? And this is a hardcore Italian thing. What? And Frank's done this too. I, you'll, you're going to watch his face as I describe it. Saturday afternoon, get that huge loaf of Italian bread. Here we go. Potatoes and eggs. Bread. Potatoes and eggs on the bread. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. What, the omelet? You make an omelet? Potatoes and eggs. You fry up the potatoes in the thing, then you throw the eggs in. See, I wasn't always a huge fan of it, only because it, whenever I've gotten it, I, like when I was a kid, it always had a ton of onions in it. And I couldn't stand that. Mm. So I love omelets, all shapes and sizes, but leave the onions out. And I'm good. I'll eat every omelet. Well, that's the thing. I'm surprised people aren't making more of a thing out of that. You know, because people are, there's a real big, like TikTok, that's all I see. There's this one guy. Who looks like he should be running a Magic the Gathering card game channel, and he walks around like, oh, Kujit and the fucking thing. And the... I can't. F- I fucking blocked him because I don't want. There's a thing now. You don't have to see people. Like if you don't want people to come on your thing anymore, you could do it. I had to do it. I can't. I can't stand this fucking guy. And Why? I'm. Su- what was what was his problem? What was he was just over the top. Over the top. So you were offended by that stereotype. I'm not offended. I'm annoyed. I don't want to see that no, shit, right. especially from somebody who doesn't look Italian. I mean, he looks he just looks like he should be running a fucking Dungeons and Dragons support group. And he's out there acting like uh, all my ju- Dungeons and Dragons fans out there. We love you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm Anthony surprised. Doesn't. 
But there's like 20 guys now that just go around like, oh, you don't understand the pursuit from this place. It's so fucking good. And it's like, eh, this, there's See, like 3,000 prosciutto places that are great. The way, the way you feel about that is very close to the way I felt about The Sopranos when it was out. Yeah, is that right? It's the oh, the pursuit, the fucking mama go. And the, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on. Even when we watched the movie, the, the, uh, uh, the movie Saints was worse. Movie. I'll give you that. Oh, the movie was worse than the series. Hit. If you were, we should have played bingo, how many of those terms they put out? They hit all the, the stereotype Italian terms. Um, Pammy Rose, pickle, uh, Jonathan, you name it. Uh, the voila thing. I took it on the chin for that last episode. That was a beautiful moment. Deserving that's a highlight reel right there. Yeah, that's gonna be the next thing. When it, viola, viola. That's gonna be. Viola? That's gonna be in a future clip. And it wasn't even spelled Viola. It's V-O-I, from what I understand. Right? Oh, is that right? I think that... Voila is V-O-I, but I, I could be wrong on that. Boy, did I really fuck that up. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Priscilla... Just from context, the end of a, a recipe, Voila. Voila. I'm an idiot. Just from context. Um, yeah. Biggest fan. I love how hilariously honest J-Sebs is. Great teamwork, Priscilla. Jamal writes in Mike Pence is a traitor for the Republican Party. Again, I think traitors to political parties are actually a good thing. Um, let me see here. Oh, we got correct, uh, corrected from Herbert. Eartha Kitt was a great star. A-list, actually. Better than that. I think we downplayed Eartha Kitt no, a no, smidge no. in the whoop. You downplayed Eartha Kitt. I was always a big fan. Correct. I'll give you that. Uh, Joe Cap. The only reason why this racist mayor Eric Adams apologized is because he got caught. And that's why most people do that. Why else would they apologize? Yeah, yeah. So they're not gonna apologize for something they didn't. I don't know. Maybe that's me. Nobody knows about it. Why would they apologize? Yeah. Uh, Gail on the Trump and Biden. Or this one was about the Biden uh, uh, filter. You are too funny. It looks so real. Love you guys. That Biden filter does look really real. That Biden filter creeps the hell out of me. Yeah, if you want to see these, you just go check out the reels. They're on Instagram. They're YouTube short clips. They're right. on TikTok. Links on Anthony and I don't know. We get so many we got, places now. We got content everywhere. I can't. Fucking exhausting. I can't keep track. Somebody told us to do our research, and but they put it a different way, and I was like, I got to make sure to read this during fan feedback because it was, you know how I say, like, if, if you say do your own research, that's the quickest way to get banned now on the show. And I took a picture of it because I was like, here's, they found a way to get around. See, you read, you read one of Priscilla's uh, quotes or, or, or comments, but you didn't read the other one. Did I miss one? You missed one of hers. It's probably, Go ahead. I, I missed it's better. No, 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 I see you got to read it because it does if I read it, it's not going to do justice to, to what it says priscilla I don't know. priscilla i have one that says it's too early for this nonsense love you guys and all laughing yeah. faces she left it a day ago on our last on our last thing um is three big fan i love how hilarious taste is that's the one i read right, right above it right above it i don't have okay let me go to the, the video so you, i don't see them all so you got to go to newest first and they're in order you got to look at them in order not top comments. You got to go, you got to filter them. On the top, there's an option. It says top comments or newest first. When you do top comments, it doesn't give you all of them. The fuck these? Sue writing in, I'll never let that one go, Aunt. Viola is hilarious. 
I don't see another one from Priscilla. You want to send it to me? Text uh, it to me. I'll read it. All right. I got to text it to you. Right now. Boom. I'm going to send it. Um, SoCal Brat. Anthony, what's the name of the program that you use to have Biden smell your hair? My husband hates Biden. Don't we all? But in an extreme unhealthy way. I must have this program to desensitize him, please. <laughs> it's a snappy right, just, camera or some just shit Just like sent that. it to you. All right. Let me see what I got. Yeah, had a, you know. uh, oh, two for two on fan feedback. Whoop whoop! I'm definitely fapping to Frankie C. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> that's a fan. Hey, enjoy yourself, uh, Priscilla. Go ahead, knock yourself out. Have a it's good coincidence. Time I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, there's so much other I. Uh, uh bird oh here the the, the bird bird that, uh, that i see all the time that's great bird is the word good good pal of the show again or i fucking love this show um because we said trump said again or last time see i will say most people are getting it that we're just poking fun we're we're old school where we're just poking fun at people not based off of any political agenda no no i am <laughs> no, I know that, but I'm saying overall our vibe is No, but I make fun of my side as well. It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter. We're just about making a joke and making you laugh whereas I might you... enjoy the Trump ones a little better, but that doesn't Right. Agreed. But most people are like, "Well, I'm not going to make poke fun at this because it's against my political beliefs." And I don't know how the fuck we got there. It drives me crazy. Go back to having fun. I remember when politics was this thing in the background that we really didn't give a shit. Oh, God. Remember that? That was fun. Life was so much simpler. Yeah, that was great. Uh, AOC is gorgeous. That's from herself. Uh, Not from AOC, just from name was herself. Person was herself. Uh, Anthony, nice upsell. Now I got to get Jumpstart and a Thule. Someone tried the... I don't know if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone tried to correct the pronunciation of Thule. I think it's, it's, it's different than what we're saying. I don't think it's Thule. Here's another one. Jacking off to Frank's face. Challenge accepted. That's from Hidden Six. What? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Beth. Uh, Thule. Pronounced Thule. <laughs> Thule. I think that's why I think, she's, I think Beth is right. Is she poking funny at the, with the Viola thing? Viola. Beth is correct. It Thule is Viola. Thule. <laughs> Thule. And Viola. We have to go to comments to understand how to pronounce things. Uh, anyway, we got it right. Keep that's, the fan feedback coming. We love it. That's the fan feedback. You got anything else there, Frank? Get over here. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching and are listening. Uh, don't forget to check out Jumpstart Coffee Company. Link in the description below. Save 15%. Promo code AOA15. We will catch you guys on the next episode. Oh, yeah. Merch. Shop Anthony. Do that too. There we go.